Welcome to the Mystic Access Podcast, where the magic is in learning. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the February 20th episode of the Mystic Access Podcast. She's Kim. He's Chris. And we have some updates for you. Maybe a little conversation about our Spectrum journey yep. to let you know what's going on with that and maybe show you a little bit of how that works Absolutely. on the Zumo box. Yep, we didn't end up getting a Zumo box. Don't know if we mentioned that last time. Did we tell people that? Yes, I believe we did. So we ended up getting it, and we'll tell you a couple of cool things about it. Where should we begin? So, Kim, you have had your iPhone 14 Pro for, I would say, maybe a month and a half. Probably. That sounds about right. And what are your thoughts going from the SC2020 with a home button? Okay, well, I know you want me to talk about the home button, but the first thing I want to talk about is the screen size. I'm one of these people who always like the little things like the iPods and, you know, the smaller devices. I just like them because they're compact. I don't have to worry about looking at it. I don't care necessarily. I really like the fact that the little ones, I can slip them in and out of my purse easily. You can sit next to my wallet or, you know, whatever in my purse. And I've always really liked that. This is obviously a larger device, something bigger than my SC2020 was. However, the advantage of that is there are places where I get a little more real estate than I would on my 2020 SE. One thing, for instance, is when I open it, somehow I have a weather widget. I didn't think I put it there. Like, I don't know how it got there. But I have a weather widget that always tells me the current weather conditions and the temperature. So that's pretty cool. It always shows up. And I just feel like between that and the dynamic island, there are more things to see in a relatively small amount of space. What is a dynamic island? The dynamic island, as its name suggests, changes depending on what you have going on. And a good example to use is some of these delivery services. So let's say Instacart. You're having a delivery at Instacart and you can follow what's going on in your dynamic island. So do you have a shopper? Are they shopping? Is your delivery on the way? Has your delivery arrived? Things like that might end up in your dynamic island. The app has to support dynamic island. So not every app is going to support this island. This dynamic island is at the top center of your screen. Yeah, it's near the status bar. Right. And that's how that works. Now, your phone, if my memory serves me, is a 6.1 inch display. 6.1 inch. And they usually measure screens diagonally. Diagonally. Mm -hmm. So that's... A far cry from your 4.7, I want to say, screen of your SE2020. I remember when I had them sitting next to each other, I put the SE into the screen of the 14 Pro. So that was kind of cute because I kind of wanted to measure and it kind of fit in the middle of the screen. (laughs) The whole phone. So my question for you is home button or no? No. I'm actually really surprised that I'm saying no because this was one of the things I was most afraid of. One thing I will say is for the ones that go down, so for instance, going to your notification center or your control center, I still tend to use your three-finger swipe up or three-finger swipe down to get to those options. It's how I've always done it, and it still works. It's a little easier for me than going up to the top corner. I'm not saying I don't do it, but I can easily move to those places by doing a three-finger swipe up or down the screen. In terms of home and the app switcher, though, 
I really love the navigation option there to go to the bottom of the screen. And I kind of use the bottom left corner. For me, that's a little easier. It's a good orientation. And then I can just move my finger up. And I like the fact that it's haptic as well as hearing the sounds. So the haptics are just as good for me as the sounds and knowing what I'm doing there. So I can easily get to where I want to go. And one reason I found that may seem strange that I really like this method is, let's say you've been washing dishes or you just washed your hands and you need to pick up your phone and do something on it quick. Let's say somebody's calling you. You're in the middle of washing your hands. You have to pick up the phone. You don't have to worry about your fingerprint not registering because your hands are wet or cold or whatever the situation is. So you can easily make those home gestures or the app switcher gesture without worrying about that type of thing. And how long did it take you to become proficient with those gestures? I'd say a week, maybe two. It was definitely kind of an ongoing challenge for a little bit, but it was worth it because it's very fast. I didn't think it was going to be as fast as putting your finger on a home button, but I find now that I'm just as proficient. But again, the way I find myself doing it is using that either top left or bottom left corner of my screen in portrait mode to make those gestures easier for me. Otherwise, if you're just moving around somewhere in that bottom or top row of the screen, you could be fighting with it for a little while. So that's how I do it. You're all going to have your own ways of making that easier for you. I know a lot of people like me were very resistant to getting something without a home button. And I was very resistant, trust me. But (laughs) if I can do it, I think pretty much anybody can learn how to do it. But it is going to take patience and practice. She wanted us to trade in the 14 Pro and she was going to keep her 2020. I said, that's kind of dumb. Yeah. So we ended up trading that in and She's using the 14 Pro. Or I was going to get the other SE, the later SE. What is that, a 2022 or something? I don't even know. The third yeah. gen SE. Right, 2022 probably. Yeah. But this one's so much nicer. It's a much snappier phone. Obviously, when it comes to phones, you generally get what you pay for. And this is definitely an example of that. It's just a much nicer phone. Neither of us have had the top of the line iPhone. Ever. 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 So now he's got top of the line and I've got pretty close and it's a real pleasure. The other thing I want to mention in terms of getting used to this new phone is Face ID. (laughs) This is the other thing that I thought was going to take me forever to get used to. And I think that has taken longer and has been harder to get used to because it's Face ID. (laughs) So it's been a little more of a challenge, but now I can do it when I'm laying down. I can do it with my left hand sometimes because I'm so right-handed, it's not even funny. I'm sure some of you understand what that's like, (laughs) to have such a dominant hand. And I can do it, you know, pretty much any other time. I don't have to, generally speaking, unless it's just being really weird, I don't have to worry about putting in my passcode all the time. And that was something that you said you struggled with on the 14 Pro. I did. So let me explain kind of how I do it. I want to make sure that it's kind of at my chin, When I'm pulling up the phone. So I want to make sure the phone is kind of at chin level. And if it's there, then it'll open essentially immediately. But I have to make sure it's at least at chin level. I don't want to take it too far up my face. (laughs) But I also don't want to put it at chest level or something like that. It's got to see me. And for me, I found that holding it maybe six inches away. So kind of not an arm's length all the way, but maybe half an arm's length. Kind of with my elbow slightly bent. And then holding it kind of at my chin. That tends to work pretty well for me. Now, I'm not holding the top of the phone at my chin. I'm holding the bottom of the phone at my chin. So, you know where you would hold your phone kind of toward the bottom where your ports are? That's where you'd be holding your phone or kind of in the middle. That's closer to your chin. So, the rest of the phone will see your face. Now, it's a little more complicated if you're lying down or 
let's say if you're using your other hand, at least for me, but generally speaking, that'll work. Now, sometimes it'll make a little vibration and it'll be like, nope, not going to work. What I'll do in that instance is I'll just put it down by my side or on my lap and kind of turn it with the screen facing my lap, you know, and then I'll pick it back up and do it again and see if I can get it. And you've got two or three chances to get it that way before your screen will either lock or it'll force you to enter a passcode. One of the things I thought that I would miss when I went from my SC2020 to the 14 Pro was the fact that while your hand is in your pocket, you could unlock your phone with the fingerprint. But I've noticed that by the time you get it in a usable position, more times than not, using Face ID, it's already unlocked. Yeah, if you're lifting it up, you can kind of lift it and get your Face ID all in the same motion of your arm, if you know what you're doing. This, again, takes practice. It's kind of like a swoop up, right. kind of back toward your face, boom, and it should get you. So you're kind of moving up from your side, forward a little bit toward your face, or back a little bit, depending on, you know, kind of the angle of your swing. But you're getting it towards your face. So if you don't know how to do it or you're not used to it, it's going to take a little bit of practice. But the trick is to continue to work with it. I know it can be maddening, but that's kind of what it takes to learn. It's like any new thing, but especially, I know for us, for some of us, especially those of us who are total cameras can be, you know, kind of scary. So you kind of have to learn how to make these things work. And, you know, I was someone, if you would have told me, probably three years ago that I would be using a camera regularly, I'd be laughing at you. And now I do. And I'm relatively confident with it. And that's something I never thought would happen to me. Right. Now when she's using her voice stream scan or VD scan, whatever it's called now, she just points and clicks. Boom. Yeah, I'm pretty good at it. It depends on what I'm scanning or if I'm taking a picture or something. It's fun. And it's a way to connect to other people in ways that I didn't think I was going to have the ability to connect with those people by sending them photos. We, for the last couple of years, have made a Christmas photo that we've sent out to certain family and friends because they're funny. And that's been fun for us and people get a kick out of it. So that's kind of one of the things we do along with everybody else. We make sure we make a Christmas photo. Right. I have a question for you, though, about the 15 Pro uh -huh. or the 15 Pro Max, I think, specifically has mm -hmm. this. Talk about your use of the actions button. So the actions button is actually pretty cool. It's not on the 15, I don't believe. I think it's only on the Max. So if you're on the left side of your 15 Pro Max, you've got your volume up and your volume down buttons. But above that, you have an actions button. And the actions button replaced the switch that they used in the past for ringer on and ringer off. By default, it actually still does that. So if I press that, it says ring mode. If I press it again, it says hold for silent. So if I hold it, now it vibrated, but a longer vibration, it said silent mode. If I press and hold it again, it does a little vibration, and then it says ring mode, just so that you know that it has switched you between those two settings. Now, you can also do a lot of things with the actions button. You can make it do other things, turn on, turn off, different focuses, or you can have it even open an app. There's really a lot of things that you can do with this actions button, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I hope it continues to be a thing on upcoming phones and hopefully not just Pro Max versions of phones <laughs> because that's something that would be fun to enjoy. If there are specific things that you do constantly, it could be a really helpful button to use. One thing that I don't miss with the 15 Pro Max 
and even the 15, should we have had one, is the fact that goodbye lightning. So we can use USB-C to charge this phone. So now when you're going somewhere, maybe you only need to take one or two cables, (laughs) you know, depending on what other things you might be charging, you don't need to have the lightning cable as well. So it's one less cable that you really need. Yeah, that's really nice. So that's kind of our update, for Kim at least, journey to the iPhone 14 Pro. So yeah, just, gives... just, just learning new things. You know, it's all about learning new things and learning what you like and what you don't. I didn't expect to like the 14 Pro as much as I do. You kind of have to give things a chance <laughs> instead of going into it with this attitude of I'm going to hate it. At least I find that for me. And it really does make a difference. It really does help if you can go into it with an attitude of, hmm, I'm kind of interested in learning how this works. Maybe I can figure this out. And that makes the process a little easier in hoping that you're going to eventually learn to understand how it works and how you can use it most successfully for yourself. While we're kind of transitioning away from this topic, Chris mentioned a moment ago about going somewhere and taking a USB-C cable as opposed to a lightning cable for his phone. And just so you guys are aware, we will be taking a trip in April, late April. Well, he'll be coming for part of it. I will be actually in North Carolina throughout most of May, and he'll be coming back on Memorial Day weekend, and we'll be flying back together. So he gets to spend a few days in NC, and we will do our best to do a porch podcast. Now, we'll be from a different location. That's a long story, but we will be from a different location, but we will have the ability to do a porch podcast while we're there. One of the things that we're going to play with is the Stellar Trek and the off-road capability. So we get to see how that's going to perform when we're not on streets. For sure, because you don't get any streets where we are in NC. (laughs) So that'll be fun. Yeah. That might even be part of a porch podcast update thingy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a different porch, but it'll still be fun. (laughs) Right. We actually sold our North Carolina house, and that was very bittersweet for us, but it was time. So we'll be reporting from a different location, but it'll still be great. Absolutely. So one of the things that we won't have in North Carolina, (laughs) unless you want to do what I suggest, which isn't really worth it for the month. I don't think it is. Tell the people what you're suggesting I do for a month. So my suggestion is she's going to be gone for a month. She's going to have her data, which is 30 gigs of high-speed data that it slows down. My suggestion was to get internet for a month. And we have a little Google router that we could use for, you know, traveling. And we could connect the little Google router to her phone and then she could have her phone or her laptop or whatever she wants to do on the trip when she's gone for that month. The problem is, we haven't checked on this, but I don't think we can get our current provider, Spectrum, there. And that's unfortunate because the only option that they really seem to have at the moment at that address is one of those companies that you don't necessarily want because it takes them like three weeks to put your internet up. It's not awful internet, but it's not great either. So let's talk about Spectrum. Cool. Okay. So we're going to update you a little bit on our journey. We got the self-installer kit from Spectrum and we connected the modem to the cable and we're trying to do this activation through the cable. And it's supposed to go out and say, okay, yeah, you're activating your service. Fine. So I tried on one outlet, tried on another outlet, tried on a third outlet. And it would sit there for like 15 minutes and right. it would count down. <laughs> yeah. Or count up. I don't remember which Count down and then it would finally up. fail. So the problem is the house was wired for both cable and satellite. So 
after not using cable or satellite for 20 years, I forgot which outlet was which. So I tried both. Didn't work. So one morning at 5 o'clock in the morning, I was chatting Spectrum support. And at 5 o'clock in the morning, they got me a same-day installation for someone to come out. We were very impressed. Very impressed. And so he gets here. And I show him where the modem is and, you know, where everything was connected and whatever. And he puts his little tools on the end of the cable and he says, it's dead. There's no service there. Which is what we suspected. Right. The funny thing is, (laughs) he goes outside and he says, you have no cable running to the house. That we did not expect. So from the cable pole to the house was gone. Don't know what did it. Don't know who did it. Don't know why they did it. But the cable was gone. He also said that because the cable was like 20 years old, they would have to restring it anyway, just because. So that was fun. Yeah, it was quite a process. It took hours. It did. (laughs) And he, about three hours later, after getting everything installed, we had Spectrum Internet. And that night, we had a little problem. There was a Spectrum outage. It is the only Spectrum outage we've had thus far. And it was pretty quick. It was probably only, what, an hour? A couple hours, I think. I don't know. There was a notification. We didn't even have a router connected at the time. Right. He made sure that the cable modem was doing its thing, and I didn't want to keep him because I kind of understand how to connect routers and stuff, so I just told him that, you know, whatever, I could figure it out. So the next morning comes around. And we plop a router on, and we had internet access. So that was kind of cool. So then we decided to upgrade from 300 down to 500 down. Tell them your theory about you and upgrading internet speeds. Never mind. (laughs) So, basically, what happened is it said, okay, restart the modem. So, we did everything within the app. We did this little upgrade within the app. There was nobody to talk to, nothing to do. Double tap. (laughs) Upgrade. So, we upgraded to 500 down. And it was easy. And they told me to go unplug the router. But she goes, watch this. I can restart the modem right from within the app. And I could. So, she literally restarted the modem right from within the app. When the modem came back online, we are now 500 down, and it's been rock solid. We did it all from our couch. Ever since. So that was kind of fun. Then we decided we wanted to see (laughs) what the Zumo box was like. You guys know how we are if you've listened for any length of time. We really just kind of wanted to see, okay, we're happy with the package so far. Let's at least try it out. We don't necessarily think we'll keep it, but let's try it out and see what it's like. So let's talk about the Zumo box for a minute because I don't remember if we talked about it in the last episode. So my mother got one, and we were helping her set it up over the phone. And the funny thing is, when she turned it on... It began to speak. It began to speak. So it told us, you know, how to turn it off. Turning it off was the default, so all you had to do is hit select, and it would turn it off. But the cool thing was, is that it came up speaking. So we got one. Actually, we got two. Because... It was an accident. It was an accident. For some reason, <laughs> Spectrum sent us two boxes. So we're going to send the one back, and we're probably going to keep this other one. We still have a few days to decide. But we turned it on. It connected it. It's well, about the size of a matchbox. It's, it's crazy. Hilarious. Yeah. I think it's smaller than my iPhone, actually. Oh, it's much smaller than your iPhone. I mean, it's small, guys. It's got an Ethernet jack on it. It's got an HDMI jack on it. And it's got a power jack on it. And speaking of jacks that it has on it and things that you can plug in, tell them about the box that it came in. It was a nice box. And in the box, on the little cardboardy type of paper thing that this box was in, it had 
Braille on it. Kind of like the insert where the little box lived. Right. It said recyclable, compostable in Braille. So I said, huh, I wonder if this is because we said that we wanted our thing in Braille. It wasn't. It wasn't. I called my mom. (laughs) I says, mom, do you remember the box? Blah, blah, blah. She goes, yeah, it had Braille on it. Oh, well, I guess we're not special. But it was really cool because the modem itself has Braille labels on it. The modem has Braille labels. That box had Braille. And we were able to get our bill in Braille because we just wanted to do it to check it out to see what that's going to be like. So we haven't gotten it yet, but we did get a Braille bill. I mean, if the service is available, use it. Yeah, that's very cool. But you can always go in to the My Spectrum app or yes. Spectrum.net to find out what your things are. Now, as an experiment, we've been playing in iOS. This morning, as of the recording of this podcast, we decided to pull out an Android phone. Yep. Grab My Spectrum, the app, and grab Spectrum TV, and even grab Spectrum News. And we'll save Spectrum News for another topic for another day, but it is awesome. So, My Spectrum is where your bills and stuff are. It's completely accessible on Android. The Spectrum TV app is completely accessible on Android. The Spectrum News app is completely (laughs) accessible on Android. And the interfaces are very, very similar. So if you can use them on one, you can use them on the other platform. What blew us both away when I launched the Spectrum TV app is that it... Logged us in. Logged us in. It knew exactly who we were because we were coming through on the... Spectrum Internet. Spectrum Internet. And that's one of the things that you'll either love or you'll hate about Spectrum. It is very, very tied in with each other. Itself, yeah. When I went to the Spectrum News app, it said, would you like to sign in with Spectrum Internet? Sure, why not? Okay, boom. So, again... It knew the account was there for us. It signed us into our account. The only one I had to do, which seemed kind of strange, was the My Spectrum app, which is all the bills and stuff are paid, which kind of makes sense. You don't want your kid downloading My Spectrum app and then signing in as you and then going and buying stuff. Right. So that's actually smart that they don't do it that way. But they were all completely accessible. Absolutely. So that's really nice, depending on how you want to use it. You can also watch Spectrum TV via the Roku, and that works beautifully as well. So let's go back to the Zumo box. Okay. So we get the Zumo box, we fire it up, it comes up talking. You know, I connected it to the TV and everything. So it comes up talking, and we run into our first stumbling block. In order to connect the Zumo box with speech... You have to do it one of two ways. You have to connect it via Ethernet, or you connect it via your Wi-Fi protected setup button. Not safe. It's not safe, but it would work. The problem is our nice new shiny big boy Google router (laughs) doesn't have Wi-Fi protected setup, but it's one of those mesh routers that has little pods that you put throughout the house and... On those pods, there's Ethernet ports. So what I did was, is I connected the Zumo box to the Google router pod thingy in the living room. So the Zumo box literally thinks it's connected to an Ethernet wired router. It's kind of confusing, but that's how it worked. Once we did that, we were able to go through and continue the setup process, which from that point on was pretty accessible. And then it ran an update And it restarted after about 20 minutes or so, and it came up talking, and you kind of just zip through the same process. process. So we did that, and it 
came up talking. It actually programmed to our TV. So you can use the Zumo remote with the TV, power it on, power it off, change the volume, change the inputs. It's actually pretty cool. It's a Roku TV. So I thought, well, we're going to need two remotes. Not necessary. If you're going to just use the Zumo box for like Spectrum TV and stuff, you can do that. And you can even control the channels with your Spectrum TV app via your voice. You can say, go to different channels. You can. We liked it because the voice is nicer than the Roku voice. She's a little clearer. She's a little more understandable. The problem becomes more evident when you are in other apps. Some apps just don't work. We have had some success with YouTube and Pluto TV, but we've also had a lot of issues with using, say, the home screen, for instance, of the Zumo box, because a lot of things just don't read, or it's very, 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 very slow. You can't really, at least as far as I found, accessibly change around the apps on the home screen, which is what's so nice about Roku. And even Fire, for that matter, you can easily move stuff around and put it where you want. This is nowhere near that complex. If you are a Spectrum TV user and you just want to use this for your Spectrum TV app, it's awesome. Once you get the setup done, you're golden. And you can go in, you can turn on your SAP track, you can change your closed captions, you can go into settings and change your picture settings or your sound settings or whatever. You cannot connect a Bluetooth keyboard to it. So that's not a way you can, say, set up your Wi-Fi. That doesn't work. That part was a little unfortunate. If I didn't have the setup that we currently have, then we wouldn't have been able to connect to the Wi-Fi network without sighted assistance. The weird thing about all this is if you are patient enough to scroll all the way down to the bottom of your home screen, there is a search and it works. You can type into it. It's cumbersome, but you can do it. Now, having said all that about typing, We don't know if you could reset it to factory settings and then go in and type in your Wi-Fi password. We don't know if they fixed the keyboard. But what we do know is out of the box, when we got the Zumo box, that it needed an update. My mother's needed an update. So I don't know if that's the case on the Zumo box. But again, mine's connected to a wire right now, which is connected to an access point. So it is getting internet and it works quite nice. Now, Kim wants to give a little bit of demonstration on how this might work, but we're going to be careful because a lot of when you're playing with this, you're going to have TV over your voice. These are a couple things about the remote. The remote has really nice tactile buttons. In fact, two of the buttons are plastic while all the others are rubber. There's a flat button on the remote that's the voice button. Now, if you press it, unlike a lot of other things, you don't hear anything. Nothing happens. You just have to assume that it works. (laughs) The other button that's plastic is also a round button, and it is the home button. So it'll take you home when you just press it, and that'll take you back to your home screen. There are other plastic buttons. I didn't think about these. Your number buttons. So one through nine, and then zero is under eight. So you have four rows of buttons. One, two, three. And then the other two, and then under the third row of buttons, under the eight, is the zero. And the five has two dots on it. Yes, zero is by itself on the very bottom of the remote. So those are plastic concave buttons as well. Chris also discovered and pointed out to me in post-production that the select button in the middle of the cursor cross, there's a round cursor cross, the select button is also plastic. Everything else is rubber, and they're either round, rectangular, and there's a rocker switch for volume. 
There are also buttons on the remote if you use Netflix or Prime Video or Zumo because this is a Zumo box. So if you use the free Zumo service, and there's one more and I don't remember what it is, but there are four presets that you can use to move through some of these options. It's kind of like a Roku, the way Roku does it. Yeah. And you also don't have to point your remote at the TV for it to work. Now, I think you have to set that up. You do. It's very easy. It's very, very easy. It's very simple. And it works very, very well. So I'm going to give you a little tour. We're not going to go through everything, but I want to show you how easy it is to use this. And if Chris has any questions, he can ask me. The problem with this tour, and the reason I can't show you some cool things, is because the Spectrum TV app, there seems to be no constant way to pause it. And this is one of the things that I really like about something like Roku or Fire. There are dedicated play pause buttons that you can use to stop your actual audio. And this doesn't have that. This Spectrum app with the Zumo box is more like an old school TV experience. Yes. Explain more about that. So when I was when I was younger When I was younger, back in the day. Back in the day when we only had two, four, <laughs> seven, and twenty-nine. Oh my gosh, I remember those days. Well, anyway. <laughs> So what it allows you to do is it allows you on this Zumo box to either key in or say the channel name that you want to go to, which is really neat. So by keying it in, I'm saying if you want to skip to a specific channel, you can just start typing the channel number and then hit OK, and it will go to that channel number. You can actually say, what was it, BBC America? Yep, I'll show you. That's cool. Mm -hmm. And you can learn the channel numbers too, so you could do both. Yeah, we're going to play with that in a second. So I'm going to show you how this works. Now, we have ours plugged into a Roku TV, which is why you're going to hear speech when I first turn this thing on. And in the next podcast, we're going to show you something really cool about how we have all this stuff connected. So stay tuned to the next episode because we're going to show you something awesome that we just got to hook everything together really nicely. Anyway, we're going to turn on the actual TV. And I can do that because the Spectrum remote is fancy, the little Zuma remote, it actually allows you to control your TV. So I can actually turn it on and change the input without using my Roku TV remote. So I'm going to turn on the TV. In main menu, from button 107. And now I'm going to press my input button. Close button 109. Find remote button. Turn off TV. Stream box button 409. This says stream box. Turn button one. Stream box. No signal is it on. Now it says no signal is it on, but it's on. No problem. Now, I'm going to go to the right. So I'm just going to press my right side of my round cursor cross. Now this tells me that I am not in my Spectrum TV app, even though it is playing Spectrum TV. So I'm going to go back to the left. Nothing happens, or at least it's not speaking what that is. I'm going to go up. I can't go up. I'm going to go left. Left. Okay, this isn't working. I'm going to go down. It says apps. I'm going to go to the right. Now, that is the Spectrum TV app, so I can actually go into it. It put me on the home screen of my Zumo box. So I'm going to press select and go into Spectrum TV. Now, you're not hearing a lot of interactive stuff with the remote, but I know that I'm actually in there and I'm going to go right again from here. Guide. Current time 710 AM. Current filter all channels. The weather channel HD. 
Now playing. America's morning headquarters started at 7 o'clock a.m. 49 minutes remaining. Press OK to watch. Press up or down to browse. Press right for full guide. Press back to dismiss. Hold OK for filters. Press any number key to begin channel entry. <laughs> okay. The first thing I want to do, because I can do it from right here, is press and hold OK to show you filters. This is cool. Filter options. All channels selected item 1 of 12. Now this is really cool. Press up or down to review filter options and navigate to top for sort options. You can filter your channels. So let's go down. Recently watched not selected item 2 of 12. Favorites not selected item 3 of 12. You can actually filter by your favorites, which is really cool. Movies not selected item 4 of 12. Sports not selected item 5 of 12. I'm not going to show you all these, but that gives you an idea. Let's go up. All channels selected item 1 of 12. Up again. Sort options. Network name selected item 202. Now, you can Press sort by network name or and I'm going to try to find the other one. Channel number not selected item 102. You can sort by channel number. Let's try this. I'm going to hit select. Sort channel number selected. Channel 217, the weather channel HD. Now playing America's morning headquarters. So again, it tells me what's on. Tells me how much is remaining. Press up or down to browse. Press right for full guide. Press back to dismiss. Hold OK for filters. Press any number key to begin channel entry. Okay. From here, I'm going to go to the right. Guide. Current time 7:10 a.m. Current filter all channels. Sort channel numbers selected. Channel 217. The weather channel. I'm going to go down. Channel 221. Fox Weather HD. Down again. Channel 222. Vice HD East. Vice. Oh, channel two hundred thirty. There goes. BBC World News. I'm gonna go back up. There's Cheddar. So you see how the news is kind of all filtered here and weather. Okay, there's Motor Trend. Now playing Mitchin Rides Season One Episode Two. There's an ask for every seat. TVP started at seven o'clock a.m. Forty-seven minutes remaining. Press OK to watch. So it's still playing me the Weather Channel. I have to hit OK. Boom. Channel 256. Press up for program details and options. Press right for mini guide. Press down for recently launched. Press any number key to begin channel entry. Now it's told us a lot of things here. I can press up. Motor Trend HD MTHD 256 Pitch and Rise Rated TV PG Season 1 Episode 2. There's an ask for every seat. Record button 1 of 4. Now we have options. Press OK to select. Press right to review. Press back to dismiss. Press any number key to begin This is a little overwhelming, but once you learn how to do it, you can do it. There's a record option because we have the DVR. It's $5 for, I think, 50 hours, and it's $10 for 100 hours. I think it's shows and not hours. I think you're right. I think it actually is, too. So if I go to the right from here. Oops. I think you were not in the channel. Or you lost it. I think I lost it. Let's go up. Channel 230, BBC World HD. Now, now I've lost it. Hang on. Channel 256. Press up for program details and options. Press right for mini guide. Press down for recently launched. Press any number key to begin channel entry. I'm letting it read that again, so let's go up. Motor Trend HD, MTHD 256. Go to the right. Get more info, button 204. Get more info. So the first one was record. Record. It sounds like report, but it's record. Get more info. CC, not selected button three of four. CC. 
and sap, which is selected. So the sap is on, but there is no sap to this. Now I could press my voice button and say HGTV. And like that. HGTV HD 553 The Old Cricket House is the episode. Now this says record one of five. Get more info, go to the right. This one lets me restart. CC, not selected button four of five. CC, and SAP. We're going to leave this here just a second. This existing kitchen. Alert much from the beginning. Restart button one one. I didn't do anything, it just told me that. Press back to close. And I'm just doing this to show you that there is description in this. And we'll edit this if we need to. We don't want to get sued. There's a lot of talking in this. We will be editing it. She leads them upstairs. So this actually does have some nice description in this. It's minimal, but it's enough to show you what's going on. Let's show you another description channel before we do anything else. Nick Jr. Again. Now, I don't want to press record here because it'll take me into recording options. It appears that there is no description, even though there is the sub track on, which is kind of unfortunate, but this happens sometimes. Well, they are talking. They are talking, but sometimes the description will overlay the talking. Now, let me actually press up from here. Nick JRHD Nick Trick 704 Blaze and the Monster Machines Radio TV Wise. I'm gonna go left. 17 Special Mission Blaze. Report button 1 of 4. Press OK to select. Press right to review. Press back to dismiss. Press any number key to begin channel entry. Special Mission. Okay. Left isn't helping me from here. So we're gonna go down. And I'm gonna go left. Nope, and this isn't working either. Sometimes you, you run into this. Back. back. So I'm going to hit back. Oop. That's what sometimes happens when you actually do that. So we're going to, instead of showing you the guide, let's go left. Live TV. Tab 2 of 8. Home. Tab 1 of 8. And it won't wrap, so i got to go to the right. Live TV. Tab 2 of 8. Guide. Tab 3 of 8. My library. Tab 4 of 8. On demand. Tab 5 of 8. Search, tab 6, settings, tab 7 of 8, exit, tab 8 of 8. And you can exit as well. So let's go back left. My library, tab, guide, tab 3 of 8. To the guide. Instead of going to guide, let's go to... Live TV, tab... And select. Now, let's go down. Recently watched. Live TV, HGTV HD, airing now from 7 a.m. So if I want to go back to HGTV, I could... 31% or I can go to the right. Live TV, Motor Trend HD, Live TV, The Weather Channel HD. These are my recently watched things. Live TV, Hallmark Channel HD. Let's go here. Select. Live TV Channel 625. Press up for program details and options. Press right for mini guide. Press down for recently watched. Press any number key to begin channel entry. Oh, my folks. Later, Amanda washes her hands at the bathroom sink. 
So again, we have some description going on here. If I go to the right, she picks up her jar. Guide. There's the guide again. 19 a.m. Current filter all channels. Channel 625. Hallmark channel HD. If I go down. Channel 627. Hallmark drama HD. Here's all my channels. And if you go to the left. Now playing. Flying wild Alaska. Left. TV channel 625. Press up for program details and options. So this is Animal Planet. Let's say I'm like, ooh, Animal Planet. If I go to the left from here, you can't do it from here. I always get confused by this. If I hit select, nope, that's not how you do it. There is a way to favorite the channel. And I think you do it from the guy. Not to go down or to the left. But I, this is where I was. Oh, nope, that's Hallmark. Hold on now. Let me get back to Animal Planet. Okay. How do you think I do it? Left. That's what I did. TV channel 625. Press up for program details and options. Press right for mini guide. Press down for recently launched. Press right for the mini guide. Channel entry. Amanda turns to the website. Guide. Current time 7:21 a.m. Current filter all channels. Channel 625. Hallmark channel HD. But I'm back to Hallmark. There is a way to do this. It's easier than we're making it. So let's go to a channel, and just to show you how easy it is, I'm just going to press one. One current channel entry one. I'm going to press. Actually, you don't have to press select. You can wait a minute. Spectrum News 1 Buffalo So this is Spectrum News 1. Press OK to select. Press right to review. Press back to dismiss. Press any number key to begin channel entry. There we go. And that's one of the real cool things is that you can get your local news through Spectrum News as part of your Spectrum package. And that's free. So it's just an added perk. So we have our local Buffalo Spectrum News channel. I'm going to type 305. Five. Current channel entry 305. Select. Five. Current channel entry 305. Alert invalid channel number. Now, for me, that told me alert invalid channel number. Now That's, I think if you hit left. Okay, I'm going to hit left. Nope. Nope, nothing's happening here. There is a way to favorite channels. I've found it before. It's a matter of trying to figure out how to do it. Let's go back. So I'm going to hit back. Back again. Sometimes it won't speak. I'm just going to hit back until it speaks to me. There we go. So let's go back to the guide like Chris suggested. Guide. Current time 7.22 a.m. Current filter all channels. Channel 1. Spectrum News 1. And let's do 6.25. Typing it in. Channel entry 625. Hit OK. It's faster. Channel Wow. Channel 625. Press up for program details and options. Press right for mini guide. Press down for recently launched. Press any number key to begin channel entry. Dry eyes. We don't know what channel this is. You hit you up to get the program info. Hallmark Channel HD Hell 625 Sweet Pecan Summer released in 2021 rated TVG. Record button 1 of 4. Press OK to select. Press so again, we can go right. Get more info button 2 of 4. CC, not selected button 3 of 4. SAP, selected button 4 of 4. And again, if you go right from here, nothing happens. So I'm going to go down. I'm going to go down again. Recently watched. Live TV, Spectrum News 1 Buffalo. And there's the last channel I watched, Spectrum News 1. 
Live TV, Hallmark Channel H. And there's Hallmark. Now, those actually do wrap. See how it says 15 of 15 there? So you can resume. And that said resume on demand too, which is cool. We've been playing with various things. The other things I can do on this remote, I can mute. Which is cool. I have the ability to do that. I can, if I want to, go into settings. So I have picture and sound. Networks. Accessibility, which is very cool. Connected devices. Now, this is for the Zumo box, not for Spectrum TV. If I go down, I have viewing preferences. Startup and standby. Privacy. Parental. And then to get out of here, I would just press back. And I just left Spectrum TV again. So, I'm now back on my home row of my actual box. Now, the other thing I can do is use the voice portion of this. And I can say something like, open Pluto TV. I'll just press and hold the voice button. And after a minute or two. In the world's seven most advanced robots and their human allies are murdered one by one. Whoa. Soon discovers that he's also in danger. Colin Um, that wasn't what I wanted to do. See what it did? It showed me things with Pluto in the title. Yep. Wow. Open Pluto TV. Let's try this again. That time it worked. So, never had that happen before, but you never know. So, now it's going to open a different app. This is not the Spectrum TV app. It says Pluto TV is loaded. And, takes a minute. Channel, classic TV, comedy, all in the family, rated TV, PG, 7 a.m. to 7.30 a.m. Five hundred dollars. So, we're on all in the family. We're on the classic TV channel. And if I go left here. Channel, classic TV, comedy, all in the family. Left again. Add channel to favorites button. And I can press confirm. Add it to favorites. Boom. Remove channel from favorites button. And that changes to remove channel from favorites. And I can go up and down if I go back to the right. Channel. Classic TV comedy. All. Channel. Classic TV. Families. Dennis the Menace. This is Chris's Pluto TV account. I think he has this in his favorites. Let's go to the left and see. Remove channel from favorites. He does. Button. So. You have the ability to go up and down and round and round. There's a million free channels, and I'm only partially exaggerating. There's hundreds, literally. I think they said there's like 700 channels or something. It's I forget. incredible. I have tons of favorites. I mean, if you had nothing else, you could enjoy Pluto TV and just have a great time watching it. So you could watch it on here. You could watch it on your phone, wherever. And the accessibility has come so far. I started using it during the pandemic in 2020, and it's come so far in four years. Absolutely. Channel, more TV drama, The Librarian, Quest for the Spear. Channel, Black Cinema, Norbit. All kinds of stuff here. Channel, NFL Channel, NFL Game Rears. Even the NFL Channel. I'm going to go back. Nothing happens. It's not speaking to me, but I'm going to go back again. Oh. Channel, NFL Channel, NFL I think it said, are you sure you want to exit? Sometimes it's very slow. So I'm going to hit yes on exit. 
or select on exit. And now it's probably taking me back to my home row. The other thing you can do is use your rocker switch to turn your volume up and down. You've of course got your numbers that you can use. If you want to get to one of the apps quickly that is available in the presets, you can use those. And if you're in something, there's always the home button. And you can go up and down with this. Just note that, at least in my case, a lot of these don't read. Don't know what that's all about, but if you go if you go down, you can go to the right now, and you can view your apps. It's very slow. Hit it again. See how slow? <laughs> Whatever this one is, isn't even seeming to read. Whatever number three is here on my row. So... Enjoy your favorite videos channels with the official YouTube back 4 of 15. See, so whatever 3 was, if I go back to it with left, it's not even reading. We don't even know what that is. So, there's a lot to be desired, but if you want to use it for your Spectrum TV watching, it's awesome. I'm going to show you one more thing. I'm going to turn this off. Powering off. So, I turn the TV off using the Zuma remote. I'm going to wait a second and turn it back on. In main menu, button, And I'm going to go back to the stream box. Turn it off. Stream box button, press 9. Helm button, 1. Stream box, press, press, press right to review. Press back to dismiss. Press any number key to begin channel entry. Oh, I'm going to go back. And I'm going to go to the right. Oops. And I'm not on Spectrum TV, so let's do it with my voice this time. Open Spectrum TV. And I'm going to go to the right. And notice, it's put us back on Hallmark. And you can change that. And I actually just turned... Powering off. Or I tried to turn the power off so that it powers us down. But you have the option to start it back on the last channel you left. Or, what's the other thing you can do? You can set it as a channel that you want to always come up. So, if you have a favorite channel, you always want to see what's going on there first. You can have that always be your startup channel. Kind of like if you have a web page that you always want to start up on your computer, you can have it set. So, it's the same kind of thing. Like if you wake up in the morning, the first thing you want to do is check your news, for example. You can have it automatically tuned to one of these news stations that you have and then... When you power it off and come back to it the next day or whatever, it automatically puts you back where you on the news channel that you wanted to be on. That's absolutely true. It's pretty easy to move through in a number of ways. You can sort, you can filter, you can turn your SAP or your CC on and off pretty easily. So it's very cool. Tell me what you're thinking of this after a few days of usage. I actually kind of like it. I know I've got Spectrum TV on the roku itself as a channel which you can use but i kind of like the ability once you know the channel number you want that's one thing that you lose with a lot of these streaming stations is the ability to type in a channel number and just go to it instead of all this scrolling up down left and right and talking to it or whatever <laughs> if i want to go to 625 i can if i want to go to one i can if i want to go to 727 i can Exactly. And recording couldn't be simpler. I mean, it's very easy if you add the DVR, and that is an additional cost. As we said, it's $5 or $10, depending on how much you want to record. I think you have it for three months, so 90 days. But 
There's a lot to be desired about it. It depends on what you like, how you like it. But overall, we've both kind of grown to like it. And it is very much like your old-fashioned TV where you have your favorite channels. You have those in your memory. You know what they are. In fact, I still remember with my old cable what the channel numbers of some of my favorite channels were. It's kind of fun. Like 6 was PBS. And you can learn a lot about where things are. But you have to explore it. And you have to listen to it. And just kind of get used to it. And it does help if you have someone with you who is also interested. Because we can kind of teach each other things. And that part's been nice, too. You can buy it outright if you want to for 60 bucks, or you can pay five bucks a month to have access to the Zuma box. But it's five bucks a month for a year, and then it's your box. Yeah. Now, one thing to note about this box, those of you who have a blind shell will understand this. You can't install your own apps. However, there are hundreds of them to choose from here. The question will be how accessible they are either to find or to use. Right. It has its own preset group of apps. Well, thank you for coming with us and listening to our journey and our updates on Kim's experience with her 14 Pro. Yeah. And uh, we shall see you in two weeks. In Bye. March. In March. Wow. Yeah, March. <laughs> yep. Bye. Bye. I don't have to worry about putting in my passcode all the time. And that was something that you said you struggled with on the 14 Pro. I did. So show us how you do it. I don't have my phone. Oh, never mind. So that's kind of our update on the journey to the iPhone, for Kim at least, journey to the iPhone 14 Pro. Well, we talked about my mother last time. And we said that her box, when it came... Did we talk about that? No, I I don't think we did. Okay. 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 The preceding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. If you are blind or visually impaired and wish to experience less stress and more fun on your unique assistive technology journey, our comprehensive audio documentation and additional offerings are here to support you. We welcome your visit at mysticaccess.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-C-A-C-C-E-S-S dot com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716 543 3323. If you have comments to share about this episode, follow our phone menu prompts to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com and connect with us on social media, Mastodon, mysticaccess.online and facebook.com slash mysticaccessempower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Anyone may explore our extensive archives and subscribe to receive our bi-weekly episodes at mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy our content, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for spreading the word and for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Proceeding podcast is a presentation of Mystic Access, where the magic is in learning. If you are blind or visually impaired and wish to experience less stress and more fun on your unique assistive technology journey, our comprehensive audio documentation and additional offerings are here to support you. We welcome your visit at mysticaccess.com. That's M Y S T I C 
A-C-C-E-S-S dot com. Have a question or wish to place an order via phone? Call us at 716-543-3323. If you have comments to share about this episode, follow our phone menu prompts to reach our Mystic Access podcast comment line. Email us at info at mysticaccess.com and connect with us on social media, Mastodon, mysticaccess.online and facebook.com slash mysticaccessempower. Would you like to spread the word about our podcasts? Anyone may explore our extensive archives and subscribe to receive our bi-weekly episodes at mysticaccesspodcast.com. If you enjoy our content, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. Thanks for spreading the word and for being a listener. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you.